Hello, and welcome to another ISIS Energy podcast. My name is Claudia Espinosa, and I'm editor of the Mexico Energy Report. And I'm joined today by Ruth Leal, editor of LNG in the Americas, to talk about LNG in Mexico. As many of the readers of the MER will know, there have been pipelines constructed to connect the connect Mexico with the inexpensive, abundant natural gas supply in the United States. So you might be wondering why we're talking about LNG, which is a lot more expensive. Well, Ruth is going to help us understand where LNG fits in Mexico's energy matrix and what the outlook is for its participation in the matrix. Thanks for joining us, Ruth. Yeah, glad to be here. Excellent. So why don't we dive into our first question? And can you take us through some of the latest plans to bring LNG to Mexico? Sure. There's actually three different concepts that are going on right now to import LNG into Mexico. Two of them have been proposed by the state-run oil and gas producer Pemex. They are looking to potentially install a floating storage regasification unit known as an FSRU near the port of Pajaritos, which is one option, or they could potentially look to install this FSRU someplace offshore in the Gulf of Mexico, which would be near their gas production. Now, Pemex is still in the early phases of this import project. Um, there's also a third uh, LNG import proposal that's being proposed by some private industrials. That one um, will be near uh, the port of Progreso, but again, we're still in early phases in terms of you know, how large these terminals would be, what their demand expectations would be like. Um, so these are some of the projects that we're tracking. Great. So why, why are these entities putting together these potential projects if so many pipelines are, are, have been built and there's such abundant supply so close in the United States? That's a great question. You know, when you think about the pipeline build out, um, there's a lot of cross-border capacity that's being added um, and being ramped up currently from the U.S. into Mexico. But if you think about all that cross-border capacity, it's going to be mostly concentrated in the northern part of the country and then connecting to the high demand gas areas, which would be central Mexico, Mexico City, etc. Where some of these projects are to import LNG are located in these pockets of gas supply, which you know, have been due to the fact that Pemex, as the state-run gas supplier, has had difficulty in supplying to, particularly in the southeast part of the country, uh, on the Yucatan Peninsula, where uh, the gas production um, quality is not to spec for a lot of the industrial customers, and there's a lot of supply curtailments and disruptions. So LNG is seen as this way to be a stopgap to bring in gas for this gas-starved region in particular. Great. So is one of the goals also to decrease power prices in, in these areas that you mentioned? I mean, certainly I think that would be the longer-term impact if you have gas supply in the region. I think what's a little bit challenging, though, on the LNG side is that, you know, these are projects that have, um, you know, higher capex and, uh, the idea of building an LNG terminal just for three to five years, I mean, that, not, that might not be um, as economically favorable as connecting pipeline 
um, particularly from the Maya Khan further up. So you've got different supply options, you know, whether it's going to be additional compression via pipeline or investing in an actual terminal. You know, I think it's, it's yet to be seen, but it, it seems that LNG is sort of a, a less likely scenario just because of the cost. Excellent. Can you tell us a little bit about the volumes that Mexico is importing and, and what their role is in the larger um, LNG market in the Atlantic Basin? Sure. So in 2017, Mexico imported 4.5 million tons per annum. Um, majority of that supply came from Sabine Pass, um, which is in uh, Louisiana in the United States. Now, uh, Mexico um, enjoys the close proximity to plants in the U.S., and so it makes a lot of sense that um, a lot of the volumes can go to uh, the Altamira terminal directly in the Gulf of Mexico, and then via the Panama Canal to the Manzanillo terminal on the Pacific coast. Um, Mexico also receives uh, LNG from Nigeria um, through some of its um, long-term capacity that's held by Shell and Total into Altamira. And, and then, of course, there is, um, there's a third terminal, the Costa Azul terminal. That terminal was primarily built to bring in gas ultimately into the United States, and that demand need is no longer needed because of all the shale gas that's uh, provided in the U.S. Excellent. So where do you see the where do you see LNG fitting into Mexico's supply mix? Do you see it being phased out? We've heard over the years several um, announcements that LNG was going to play a, a decreased role in Mexico's energy matrix and, and eventually be um, phased out completely. Do you see that happening? Yeah, we've seen that trend already. Um... Uh, like I said, even though that uh, Mexico's uh, LNG imports have been increasing year on year, I think the mid and longer term is that Mexico will become uh, more reliant on U.S. pipelines, particularly as the new capacity comes online. Um, you know, LNG is this interesting convenient stopgap for Mexico in that, um, you know, as they're still kind of grappling through uh, the build out of their domestic infrastructure, LNG is very convenient, um, if not very expensive for Mexico. So um, certainly I think the, the agency planners within Mexico envision the decline of LNG um, in the long term, but, um, you know, it's difficult to see how quickly that could um, realize given that, um, you know, the proximity of Mexico and the availability of its terminals is still going to be of use. Excellent. Thank you so much for going over all of that with us. Um, could we close by giving our listeners um, an idea of the outlook for LNG in Mexico for the coming months? Sure. So in the shorter term right now, um, we've seen that CFE, the state-run utility, has concluded most of its short-term uh, tenders. Uh, and they've recently secured 10 cargoes between October and uh, January of 2019. So as far as we understand, their um, peak power demand season is going to end about mid-September, depending on weather. Uh, and so they uh, are not expected to go into the spot market um, in the near term. Um, we're also monitoring uh, CFE's um, discussions right now with U.S. gas suppliers for pipeline supply from the U.S. as well, from the West Texas hub of Waha. So um, I think that will also play into their foreseeable demand, especially for early 2019. 
Excellent. Thank you so much, Ruth. That's all we have time for today. But if you'd like to find out more, do check out our website, www.icis.com. We'll be back with another podcast next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you.